Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk with you about choosing your tools. Because having the right tool, access to the right tool, or awareness of who has the right tool for what you want to accomplish is an important part of improving your equine canine and feline healthcare. My first set of tools are my hands. I was going to say the same thing. I beat you to it. How amazing (laughs) is that? Yes. And why are your hands your best first choice, no matter whether you are a chiropractor, a massage therapist, a veterinarian, a a layperson, an owner, trainer, because having awareness in your fingertips and having that communicate from the animal up to your brain helps you know what issues you want to handle. So when you are you know, feeling, feeling with the intent to listen, you can know whether or not this is something that's within your expertise or you, know, you need to call Ghostbusters. And, and the hands work in conjunction with your eyes, obviously, because you first observe. I mean, when you walk into a stall, the first thing we observe is, how's the animal standing? Right. And when we, and when we built our clinic, we built a walkway so that we can watch the animals approach and see how they move before they come into a new environment and are scared. Yeah. And, and you use your ears as well, because sometimes, sometimes, especially with horses, you'll hear them. You don't hear the regular clip-clop. You hear clip-clop, clip-clop, And so you hear a cadence that's different. So using your ears, using those five senses. Well, probably don't lick the horse, probably. I hope not. I'd really want to know about that. So using three of your senses to your maximum ability. So you can get the most out of what you're doing. And smell really, truly is a huge factor to know when I'm going to refer out. Because or when, thrush in the bottom of a horse's foot. Right, or, or <laughs> yeah. observing one dog licking another's ears gives you a good heads up that, you know, there's a fungal infection or something abnormal in there. And the tools that you have, so, we, so I agree with Dave. Oh, hey, how unusual oh, is that? Amazing. That's amazing. Um, I'm so lucky today. Hands are the first tool of choice no matter what. And then... What do you have in your toolbox? You know, and for us, if you know us, uh, 11 billion things. So I will often go to my fascial tool as another tool that works both as a informative device and a therapeutic device. And the tools that we use are developed based on our type of practice. Because right? we, there are certain machines that are wonderful to use. There are certain tools that are wonderful to use, but sometimes they take too much time. FES is a wonderful tool to use on horses. And Takes, dogs, apparently. And dogs. But you know what? It's, it's very time-consuming, and I don't have that time, kind of time to stand for 45 minutes and watch it work. It's, it's more than that, too. It's expertise. I'd prefer to to refer out to someone who's the best at it, then try to add. Same thing with acupuncture, brilliant tool. We utilize it all the time by having our uh, colleague, our partner, um, other practitioners do the practice because when you want to uh, affect overall health, 
Acupuncture is a phenomenal tool. Who do you know and how accessible they are with their tools? Back to the fascial tool, when you understand how to use it, you then understand how to read it. It's, it's like being able to read Braille. There's an amazing amount of stories within that communication between tissue cell and hand that you can utilize for your technique to know whether or not you're going to be addressing pain first, restriction first, fluid dynamics first, and all of that is by having the right tool and knowing how to use that tool. Yeah, and I found that the fascial tool was great for, it, it increases the vibration, because when I first started using it, I thought, ah, my hands are so much better. And then I realized that I can feel so much differently using the tool. The vibration that you feel as you run over different types of tissue. You, the resistance. You can act the resistance that you feel. There's so much that you'll notice using a fascial tool that you wouldn't have noticed if you were just using your hands. And that again, means if you know how to use it. Because if you grip it too tight, you don't get any information at all. You're just reading your own body's tension. So again, as if you know me, you'll have heard me say this numerous times, it's not the tool, it's the technique with the tool that gets you the results. Yeah, it's like Maverick, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. It's not the fork in your eye that's a bad fork. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Other tools. Yeah, we use MagnaWave to get more information from the animals and humans that we treat. It's an informative technique that directs us to use our own techniques and or refer to those who will address the issue most effectively. Choosing your tools means understanding what they can and cannot do and communicating that effectively. And then we also, as you know, use our laser techniques. That's a tool, that's a tool that is always on hand because when you're addressing superficial issues, you can use both pain and inflammation, you can use myofascial settings, you can use them for relaxation, you can use, as many of you know, I love Revitavet because you can use it all day long and you can send your clients home with it or tell them just go ahead and get one because it has so much value on a superficial level. And then you can up your game and use class three, class three B, or if you, know, you uh, understand where class four comes in, again, knowing what your tools do is such a big part of getting the best results. Yeah, you've gotta know your tools because if you're gonna have them, you have to be educated in how to use them, but you also have to be educated so you can educate the clients that you're working with because they need to know why you're using that tool and how you're using that tool and what to expect from using that tool. Expectations are huge. Oh, absolutely. I love when people think that, oh yeah, my horse has had this issue for about, I don't know, 18 months and can you show up and fix it? Oh, and, and could you do it now? Um, and that might not be an expectation that is reachable even if we beamed places at moment's notice, which we do not. You know, uh, so as Dave said, our 
our favorite way of knowing if we understand something is to teach it and then have someone who knows more about it listen to us teaching and say, well, that's true and let's add this or let's subtract that. So getting that full um, awareness and owning it in a way that you can reteach it. And those who know us know about taping. Oh, lots of taping. We've been taping for a long time. In well, fact, since 1995, maybe? Maybe earlier than that. But well, I know I've been for taping sure. In my, I was using well, kinesio tape when I was in chiropractic college still. Okay. So we've been using it 100 years or more, uh, give or take. And Not that I knew how to use it. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and lo and behold, I never got any real serious results. And so... I, I credit my education with rock tape for really giving me awareness as to what's happening at the skin, beneath the skin, and you know, and as you know, uh, in the animal world, Vetkin has proven for us to be the one that sticks. So hey, we're always going to inform you as to what works, and you always make your best choice based on your practice. And having an understanding of how you're using your tool changes your intent. Because now I know, understand how I'm using this tool. Like with the kinesio tape, when I used it when I was in chiropractic college, I really didn't know how to use it. I taped athletically, so I used it like athletic tape. Guess what? It wasn't working the way it was supposed to because A, I didn't understand the function of the tape. I didn't know how to use the tape. And I, didn't, I, I had different expectations. And so what happened? It did did it not work or did it just not meet my expectations? Well, and when I started using it, we were taught so much about directionality, which has not proven out in research. So what we know is that the right tool at the right time, we've, we've seen things that are semi-miraculous uh, because you can have an inflammation and you're looking at it and it's huge and you tape it and in the morning there's none. And we've, we've played with it so much when we've had multiple inflammations in tape one and not the other. We've played with it so much where we've had, you know, a, a horse where you couldn't even touch its neck and we combined our tools ending with taping and yes, you can ice over it and yes, you can in some cases laser in between it and all of those things, but it was unable to move. And then we did this and then it could move. So you, you get anecdotal you know, results, which are the ones that matter. Because if it happens in the, in the uh, lab, that doesn't affect you and your clients. But if it happens in your barn, in your stall and with your animals, those are the anecdotes that make the difference. Yeah. So understanding your tools, knowing how to use your tools, knowing what expectations to have, that's the whole key to what you do. It's part of your, it's part of your box. You know, what have you got when you show up? What's part of your box? You do what you do first and then all the ancillary stuff starts coming in afterwards. And you figure that out as you go along. What, what's going to be the best tool to use in this situation? And that comes from, unfortunately, it's going to come from your experience because you're going to find what works on one animal doesn't work on the next animal. Oh, you he think, said oh. what I was going to say again. Wow. Because ah, you think, oh, I worked on the last one, so I'll just do this. And then you go, oh, that didn't work. Well, because 
Everyone, just like humans, everyone responds differently. There's lots of tools that we use. We use our, our human tools. What do we, we get into human tools? We use can-do bands. We use exercise bands. Hula hoops. Hula hoops. Things that help bring awareness to people about their own conditions. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, if, if you are part of a team as an equestrian, and truly if you're part of a team in agility, to be able to be with the animal, synchronized with the animal, coordinated with the animal, makes for better results, you know? And what, what Dave was saying is, we keep human tools with us because that's the difference that can make the difference in performance. Yeah, because especially in the equestrian world, you know, as a horse and rider are a team. And if either one of those two part of the teams are imbalanced, it makes it more difficult for the other teammate. So the idea is to balance both of them as efficiently as possible so they get the most out of what they're doing. And to be able to focus and be present where you are. And I will tell you that mindset is a tool that too many people avoid using and they may be applying whatever technique, but their mind isn't necessarily focused and paying attention and listening to the feedback from the animal that they're working with. And, you know, it, everything in every animal doesn't mean the same thing. Ears back could mean they're pissed off. It could mean they're listening. You have to really understand who you are working with and listen to their cues to stay safe and to give the best results you possibly can. So as you are looking around into your own toolbox, do you have the adequate supplies for what you want to accomplish? Do you have your go-to for the supplies that you don't need to have, choose to have, or ready to have with your educational background. This is, this is a part of your inventory, and we welcome you to pay attention to it, assess it, and improve it. Yeah. And realize that you don't have all the tools. That's why it takes <laughs> a village. So other people, you can call in other people that have the tools and have the knowledge to use them efficiently. Because that's, that's what it takes. It takes a village to keep these animals going correctly. It takes a village to keep half these humans going correctly. And so every tool that's available to you, use it if it fits into your practice. If it doesn't, find someone in your area that does that and does it well and refer to them. Well, sometimes we wish there was such a tool and we ask around and we ask colleagues and they go, oh yeah, such and such makes that. So sometimes there's actually been people outside our circles who are doing things that haven't hit our awareness yet. So uh, find a good views for Facebook and ask. And <laughs> we wish you luck in the process. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast. <laughs>